Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. We're finally back in the office. Fantasy Week 12 Recaps episode. It's here. Felipe, I have you even closer to me on my right because on my left we have none other than the Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, the king himself, Scott Angle. Hey, welcome back, king. Always good to be back with you guys. Oh, Bro, yeah. Scott has every type of Seahawks hat, man. I swear, like, what are those That's type, Seahawks hat? What are those types of hats called? I don't know. I just know it's like a like driver caps, you know. Yeah, you yeah. have to drive with it. The yeah. fact that the Seahawks, the, I didn't know that, like the Seahawks had a hat like that. So they make every up. NFL team, and it's like geez, Wait, like a new era. It's actually a Seahawks hat. Yeah, look at the back. Oh my god! Oh, you thought I was kidding? Yeah, I thought you yeah. were fucking around. No, no. It's like a Peaky Blinders hat. Yeah, it's very nice. Wow. They make you, them in all all the teams too. Wow, I might have to get. We might have to get one. You get a Dolphins one. I get a Cowboys one. There's a new one that's like like gray checkered that I gotta rock. Oh, now you're bringing it back to the fifties. All teams. Ooh, we should get the checkered one by far. We should definitely get the checkered (laughs) one. Let's show up to the Scott. Weirers gotta send them to me. Scott, we were talking. Wait, before we go into Scott, how much Seahawks merch do you have? If you had to quantify, oh my god, (laughs) I'd say about let's see about. 15 jerseys. What? Maybe about 40 hats. What? 40? Yeah. Is your whole wardrobe Seahawks? It's not counting like the, the, the stuff in my office. You know, like Carry the, the one. Like the Super Bowl 48, <laughs> you know, frame photo of when they want, want it. You know, other, well, that's not merch. Other items. You know, it's, it's a collectible. So it's at know? least 1,000. Yeah, I have, I have about, <laughs> I have about f- six jackets. Oh. Um, we could go on. Would you trade it all for a date with Tyler Lockett? That's what with Tyler Lockett? A, a date. date. A you date? mean like a dinner with Tyler Lockett? Yeah, Lockett. A dinner and maybe dinner. like you see how things progress after the dinner. Exactly. Um, you don't want to move too fast, but. I've met Tyler Lockett. He's really cool. <laughs> I don't have to give up my, any of my merchandise. Okay, <laughs> what about what about Pete Carroll? What, a date did, with, did Pete with, Carroll. with Pete Carroll? Yeah. I'd love to spend some time with Pete Carroll. That'd be awesome. So would you trade any of your 15 jerseys, potentially all of them, for a dinner date with Pete Carroll? For a dinner, like interview Scott, with Pete Carroll? you're overcomplicating it. Do you want to be dined by Pete Carroll? <laughs> Wine and dined, even though you don't I've drink. I've met Pete Carroll. What I want to do is I want to have a dinner with Richard Sherman. All right. Him. Hey, Rich, take him out to dinner. He deserves it. He doesn't eat as much. Um, Richard Sherman is my all-time favorite Seahawk. I just I love the guy as a player and a personality. Like that's my. I've done a lot of celebrity interviews. That's the one I've always wanted to do. Beautiful. That's dope. We got to set it. that one up. Yeah. We got to set that. As one As a reminder, we got Scotty the King, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, legend, next bro. to Matthew Barry. I want dinner with Sylvester Stallone, actually, though. <laughs> Yo, you yeah. can just impersonate him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, give me a little. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll take the linguine. You know. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! So yeah, this is week twelve fantasy recaps episode. We got a few people in the comment section. We got Kyler, mm. uh, Kyler Saunders, Kyler Murray, Toast, Adebayo, Twist. We got a lot of people in Adebayo, here. Heat fan. Yep, Bam, um, big fan. Uh, these are all uh, fantasy fans of us too, specifically. Um, we were talking off the pod. Do you have a proclamation to make? Do you need to apologize to us for anything? Uh, anything? I don't Could have to anything. apologize, but I'll give Do you. you- want- I'll give you credit for being right on Tony Potter the last time we did the show. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to motivate a player by talking him down. Yep. And I was able to do that for Tony. I appreciate That's it. That's true. Actually, I He's did really talk, good. I talked to Tony this past week, and he said the only reason he started playing harder is because he heard what Scott said about him. So the last two games, really good performances, obviously. Do you think either one of you He's guys can talk to Javante Williams? He's making people miss again. Yeah. No, he literally went from I think I think it was the last like the worst running back out of thirty three running backs or something like that in I terms of making say people that. miss. Huh? I 
wouldn't say that. Alexander Madison. No, no, no. Uh, Statistically, shout out upper hand, upper hand fantasy. It was, it was a stat like that. I don't know the exact stat. Some about making people miss, something like that. He was in the very bottom of all running backs that qualified, and now he's like sixth uh, over the past uh, two weeks. So, well, yeah. I mean, I think, and again, going back to highlighting what we were talking about with Tony Pollard, it's everything how we describe our buy lows and sell highs. It's like a player is naturally right at you know. For example, Tony Pollard was what, like an RB3 based off of how he was performing. Naturally, he was going to bump that up. He was going to be an RB2. Right now, if this trend continues, he could easily be a low-end RB1 and be someone that down the stretch, like he did last year, is a top 12 running back the rest of the way. RB2 over the last two weeks is Tony Pollard. 18 fantasy points, 22-point fantasy points, back-to-back weeks with a touchdown on the ground. Moving forward, do you expect this type of trend to continue with Tony Pollard, or do you expect the first eight weeks to be the Tony no, Pollard for the rest of the season. I don't see why we would go backwards. I think the one thing that you want to do in your fantasy leagues right now, though, as we approach the playoff stretches, make sure you're rostering all the top backups of your, mm. your top NFL players, mm. especially at running back. Mm. Because, you know, Rico Dowdles is a really good backup. Yeah, he is. You know, two touchdowns from scrimmage in his last two games. If you have Tony Pollard, you have to have Rico Dowdle. But... You know, I'm playing in the NFFC right now, the mm. National Fantasy Football Championships, high stakes. I'm handcuffing Ed Oliver to TJ Hawkinson. Oh. Because after week 14, you can't make any transactions. So, God forbid TJ Hawkinson got injured. I want to have his backup. Who's his backup? Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. Actually, yeah. has a higher Ed Oliver? Isn't he a fucking defensive tackle? No. no. no I, Josh, Josh Oliver. Josh Oliver. Actually, like has Ed better, Oliver. Shout out Houston, hey, Texas, baby. Josh Oliver is the Vikings tight end, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, Ed Oliver is a He also has a better PF. Josh Oliver has Josh a better Oliver. PFF grade than TJ Hawkinson. Fun fact. Josh Oliver's in the top five. A lot of people <laughs> are asking questions right now, King, uh, about... We have a lot of people on TikTok. Obviously, this week, I think, for a majority of ESPN leagues, that hasn't changed any of their deadlines... This is, tomorrow is actually the deadline for a lot of teams. What is your number one suggestion going into the trade deadline that you would want to give to anyone? Now, granted, that's obviously dependent on what your team looks like. What is your number one suggestion or advice you would give to someone looking to make a trade ahead of the deadline? Take your time and think the trade through. It's It's not just about, okay, I want to trade Kyler Murray. What can I get for him? You have to look at the rosters in your leagues and look for the best fit, and then work off that roster. Mm. And also, be realistic. If you can rip somebody off, go ahead and do it. Woo! But, you know, two times out of three, you're not going to be able to. When you make a three-for-one offer, usually you're trying to stack quantity for Absolutely. quality. That's those, my favorite type of offer. I'm not saying they never work, but they rarely work. When those yeah. get rejected, think realistically about what you have to give up to get something. You know, don't try to sell the other guy necessarily. Well, you need this. I mean, you you need a tight end, so take Chica Quanquo. You know, so it's 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 not going to work. You know, it's not a bit. You can sell it. You know, if you're experienced enough, but always think about if you can't get the ripoff done or the quantity for quality done, what is it realistically going to take? And be willing to give up something to get something. And another, you just ask for just one. Trade should do one of two things. Mm-hmm. They should either upgrade or fill a need. Mm. So somebody was asking me, should I trade Saquon Barkley for Brees Hall? Like two similar ranked players at, at the same position, you really don't help your team. Yep. So 
Think think your trades through. That's the best thing I can say. Hey, good advice, King. Good advice, King. <sighs> Guys dropping bars on a Tuesday. We got a lot of people asking questions. Keep asking fantasy questions. I know this was like a recaps episode. We're gonna recap what happened. You want to go week quick 12. hitting? There's nothing I love better than the answer fantasy. Yeah, questions. let's everyone My drop God. your questions. If it's a trade question, don't tar- don't throw out uh, the question of who should I target. Throw out a question if you've already made an offer or something. We'll try and comment. We'll ask throw the King. Out any we'll ask question. Felipe. All right, the King's asking for any question. Here's a question from Surdy on TikTok. Thoughts on Joe Mixon rest of season? What are you doing with Joe Mixon? With the with, with an inexperienced quarterback, you know the, the offense is going to get bogged down. Joe Mixon is not somebody you're going to be able to rely on. It's and there's not any upside. And the problem is there's not much trade value either with Joe Mixon. You know, Joe Mixon I think could be a decent lower end running back fantasy two the rest of the way. But I don't see any upside with for him with with no Joe Joe Burrow in the offense. I agree. I mean, I think with some running backs, quarterback goes down, they're going to get more volume, and mm. you actually kind of like that. But mm. Joe Mixon isn't that type of runner. He, his efficiency isn't there yep. necessarily, and we've always we've always been kind of low on Joe yeah. when it comes to that. So I'm, I, I think it's worse for Joe Mixon. I don't love him rest of the season. A big question going around both on TikTok and obviously by Autobio on YouTube is asking about Cooper Cup. I think a lot of people are somewhat panicked on Cooper Cup, how he's been. I want everyone's take. What are your thoughts on Cooper Cup, and what are you doing with Cooper Cup? We'll start. We'll start with you, Felipe. We'll start you with you, Felipe. With Cup, I mean, how do you do? He didn't do this didn't that do well it, this no. past week. But how do you? Do, well, what do you well, put he, up? He, he, had, he had an ankle injury the previous week, and he got hurt again during the game this past week. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is if you rely on like what you've seen all year, you're not too excited about him. And you can probably like if your trade deadline is still coming up, you probably still sell the name value. Mm. Yeah. And so I would try to do that because I think up to this point, you've already said every week, like, okay, this is going to be the Cooper Cup week. This is going to be the Cooper Cup week. And you haven't really gotten it. And so I would try to sell. But I, it, it's likely that a lot of the your league mates are say, thinking the same thing that you're thinking. It's yeah. like, I don't really want any part in that. You could do buy low for buy low, though. You could do That's Cooper exactly Cup what I was for Austin Eckler. Yeah. Well, I think no matter what, uh, here's how I would frame the Cooper Cup, right? I don't think you can panic on Cooper Cup. If you could sell Cooper Cup and get back a running back or fill a need and you have depth elsewhere, I don't mind it. But I do think Cooper Cup is someone where the upside is something that intrigues you week over week. I think there's going to be weeks where he's going to be the guy and Puka might be the guy. I think what fears me the most is that Kyron Williams obviously obviously came back and had a massive day. He was the RB1 in week 12, 38.4 fantasy points, 200 plus total yards in his return He's reasserted himself as the RB1. No one is scoring scoring more in fantasy than uh, Kyron Williams and CMC this year. So that's the concern with Cooper Cup. But I would target Cooper Cup as a potential buy low if you need a wide receiver mm. and you want to swing for the fences. Again, right. it's not someone I'm saying, go get him. He is going to return on it. It's saying this guy can easily replicate 70% of what he once did, and that still would be a low-end wide receiver one. So that's kind of how I would I'm not worried up. about Kyron Williams because they can't throw Not it, at all. They can't run the ball all the time. Yep. You know, it's a balanced offense. Matthew Stafford had four touchdown passes last week. He's looking good. It's also a positive and game the, script the, for Kyron. The, the one thing that my concern with Cup is health. If you know he's healthy, he's going to produce. But it looks like he's going to be a risk in terms of dur- durability. That's where I am at with Cooper Cup. If he's out there, I'm going to lock him in. But is he going to be out there? I wouldn't want him on my fantasy team for the playoffs because I don't trust him health-wise. 
Right. You don't want him on your fantasy team, you're saying, because no. you don't trust me. The risk is not worth the reward. Right. With Justin Jefferson, it's one long-term injury. He comes back for it. I'm not worried. You know, Cooper Cup came back from a major injury, and I'm no injury expert. I'm not a Jesse Morris or somebody like that who's a great, uh, you know, fantasy doctor on Twitter, one of them that I that I follow. Mm. But, you know, these guys, sometimes when a guy is coming back from one injury, he gets hurt again because other parts of the body is going to compensate. Yep. And just, you know, we've seen him come back from a major injury and already be injured twice, so I'm worried about the durability. Um, Charles on TikTok, he's been asking this question a lot, and I just I think we're all going to agree on this. He said he traded C.J. Stroud and Joe Mixon for Bijan Robinson. He already had Josh Allen as his other quarterback. Good trade, bad trade. C.J. Stroud and, and, and Joe Mixon. And, Joe Mixon for and he already Robinson. had Josh Allen. I think it's a yeah, fantastic trade. Yeah, that's easy. That's a good trade. It's a fantastic you know, Stroud, trade. I think, I think you got rid of one of the quarterbacks, which what you're trying to do in one of the mm. league. You get Bijan just when Arthur Smith is actually starting to give him more work. Hell yeah. I think it was a good deal. The best thing, though, more trade advice, ask us about the trades before you do them rather than after. Because yep. if we don't like them, yep. there's no way we can't go back and do it. Hey, that's a great point, know? King. That's a great point, yeah. King. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, – Kyler, who's a big fan, just asked, um, are we selling or are we riding with Bijan for the rest of the season? I think you're riding with Bijan. No matter what. Everything is trending up back into that top 12 running back range. I think yeah. no matter what – he also still didn't have – it's not like he was just given the keys to the entire kingdom. He played a lot more than every mm. other running back, and it's mm. starting to trend upward. Mm. But it's not like he came out of there and played 75 80% of the snaps. So the fact that he's doing this on somewhat of limited touches shows me that, like, there's room to grow for Bijan Robinson. Yeah. If you are yeah. a Bijan Robinson – He's got the efficiency. Yeah, if you're a Bijan Robinson owner, you are ecstatic, I think, moving forward. Um, here's a good one. Justin said on TikTok, and there's some other questions about it, thoughts on Calvin Ridley. So let's go into this Calvin Ridley stuff, right? Because your boy, your boy's right when it comes to Zay Jones, right? The Zay Jones theory, all right? Zay Jones is the key that unlocks the Jags' passing attack. In games that Trevor, or excuse me, in games that Zay Jones has played, Trevor Lawrence has had 15-plus fantasy points in four of the five games, right? So from week six to ten without Zay Jones, he averaged 13.4 fantasy points. He was the QB 24. Damn. Last two weeks, he had 32.2 fantasy points, 25.6. Mm. You look into Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's averaging 20.6 fantasy points in games with Zay Jones active, but just seven and a half without. So, Zay Jones is obviously healthy right now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley for the rest of the season moving forward? Good fantasy wide receiver, too. Mm. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. Not, not a number one. But two's good. You know, they spread the ball around there in, yeah. uh, in Jacksonville. But I think it was our Frank Imarante, oh, who's legend. a top ranker on the game day.com. Oh. You got to check out his fantasy football rankings every week. Pointing, who was one of the guy, experts that pointed out that whenever Zane Jones is in there, he's the guy that goes downfield and opens up a lot of coverage for mm. everybody else. And you know, that's why Calvin Ridley can click because defenses really respect Zay Jones. What are your thoughts on Ridley? It, it's, it's scary. I like the trend that you have, right? Mm. I like it. Thank you. But to that one guy is is it's the main factor changing everything and making everything all sunshine now. I don't know if that's gonna consist gonna continue week over week on a consistent basis, but I do like Ridley going forward. Uh, wide receiver two is nice. I, I I feel safer at like a flex probably, and if I need him at wide receiver two, then like putting him in there. Um, but I think he's, you feel much better. Than I there's been such bad weeks. Yeah, that's the thing. I know that's why he's a two and not a one. But flex is like, okay, when I'm thinking flex, I'm thinking like Brandon Cooks. 
All right. Well, I think insult. to your point, he'd be closer to wide receiver three, if anything, right? Oh, my, yeah, more you're, so. You're yeah. saying I'm two wide receiver, wide receiver three is like Josh Downs. No, I, I'm Deontay with you. I, I think the way. Yeah, but but I might be I might be more confident in Downs' floor than, targets. than Ridley. Yeah. Here's what I'd say about Calvin Ridley. I think with Ridley, we knew the talent was there, right? Let's just call it what it was. If you looked at the offense, the like he was always being targeted down the field and. Ridley's a more complicated type of receiver than just going downfield. He's not just some deep threat. He's not Brandon Cooks no. when he was in Houston or in LA, obviously. Like, this is a guy who can run routes. So, I think a big thing that you have to look at is what we've always said with offenses. When offenses are not necessarily producing and the wide receiver is also not producing, I'm not as concerned because I think things need to click. Now, if the offense is producing and a wide receiver is not producing, yeah. then you're slightly concerned, right? Calvin Ridley, over the last two weeks and in weeks with Zay Jones, you could tell the offense has looked a lot better. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence has seemed to be a better quarterback. Yep. So I think naturally you can expect Calvin Ridley to be closer to that high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two with massive upside. Yeah. With massive upside. Because still, I think he did five for 83 or five for 93 in a touchdown in only the second half. I think he had one target all yeah, first, yeah, the yeah. entire first half, right? So I think things are going to change. Different, you know, game scripts are going to alter. So, I think moving forward, to answer the question, I don't think Calvin Ridley's a wide receiver one. We all agree on that. But I think he's somewhere in that wide receiver two range, potential wide receiver three, right? Word. Yeah. I think wide receiver three is too low. He's got more upside than that. Are you trading Calvin Ridley? Anybody's tradable depending on the know, price. What, the, what the price is. But if I have Calvin Ridley as my two, which I do in one league, I'm not – necessarily looking to move him. If you're asking me if he's a sell high, no. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's a sell high because also I'm I'm intrigued by what he's been able to do with Zay Jones in the lineup. Uh Lucas on TikTok said Nico Collins and James. I don't know if that's James Cook or James Connor for James Amon Ra. It could be James Harden. For the sake of this, Nico Collins and my guess is James Cook for Amon Ra. Nico Collins and James Cook for Amon Ra. If you offered me that, here's the thing with trades too. If you offer me, put yourself on the other side. I'm not taking Nico Collins and James Cook for Amandra St. Brown. Amandra St. Brown is a top five fantasy wide receiver. Cook, maybe top three. You know, Cook is hot. Cook, Cook is a decent flex. Cook. And Collins is a pretty good high-end fantasy wide receiver three, maybe low-end fantasy wide receiver two. It's You're doing kind of on the border of quantity for quality. If you offered that to me, I wouldn't take it. I agree with that. But now, now you got me thinking, though, because you mentioned Nico Collins, right? Low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. You would rather have Calvin Ridley than Nico Collins? That's Probably, a good one. Yeah. That's a good question, bro. But it's close. It made you think. Yeah, it's close. That, that's, kind of what, that's kind of where I'm at. Collins, but I, with Jay Jones back, I feel more confident yeah. in Calvin Ridley's floor going forward that's, than I do with Nico that's Collins. That's very fair. Yeah. Well, then that's a good, that brings me to my next question about the Texans wide receivers. Obviously, the Texans wide receivers. Tank Dell has been wide receiver 12 since week five. Now, granted, the usage hasn't been a wide receiver one, but if you just look at pure performance, yeah. that's a wide receiver one, a top 12 wide receiver. Moving forward, are you confident, is Tank Dell and Nico Collins a must-start every single week? I, th I think Tank I, is, personally. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to. Yeah, Tank, I think Tank's had a few weeks where he hasn't hit, but he's gotten better yeah in terms of consistency so he's a rookie I, I think i think there's no reason why you can't start him and if collins has had you know a few disappointing weeks but 
you probably don't have many better options in your lineup. Mm. That's the thing, right? It depends on the options that you have. Yeah. So if you're just the greatest fantasy manager of all time, like me, you have better options than of Nico. Course, yeah, no, absolutely. But you, you, you probably are going to be able to at least put them in your flex mm. if, if you're in a two-hour receiver league. So, yeah, you're probably starting them both. Yeah. Um, greatest fantasy manager of all time, huh? Yeah. Yep. That's my boy. <laughs> um, Brian, Man, look, just, just for context, just for context, Scott. I mean, look, I'm, I'm out here with CD Lamb, Devontae Smith, Mike Evans, like in Dynasty, in, di- in Dynasty. So it's like I got better guys. Talk about than your Nico tight ends. Right Who are your tight ends too? Trey McBride, oh. Dalton Kincaid, oh. Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard, Evan Dalton Ingram, Schultz. Dude, like it's that. a 12 team. It's insane. He's, I, he's I, a cooked. Dog. I cooked. I cooked. Um, Brian arr, said, "Woo, dog! Give me another bark." That's more like a puppy, but we'll take it. Give me like a yeah. <laughs> give me like a give me like a. No, a that was his bark, bro. I, no, but that was a growl. That was a more like a pomeranian type of. Do you have a pomeranian? No, that was kind of. Oh like uh, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Brian said, "Just traded DeAndre Hopkins and Nico Collins for Alvin Kamara." Thoughts? Can you say that faster. I didn't get it. Just traded DeAndre Hopkins and Nico Collins for Alvin Kamara. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins and Nico, Nico Collins, Collins for Alvin Kamara. Um, I I'm, mean, I'm not in on Hopkins, so that's a pretty good deal. Mm. Yeah, if you have other receivers that are doing a job, then yeah, yeah go ahead. That's almost like Nico Collins for Alvin Kamara, so I, I like it. That good, good job there. Here's a good one. Second um, best fantasy manager of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, someone said Stefan Diggs and Travis Etienne for Adam Thielen and Alvin Kamara. I well, personally if, would prefer Diggs and Etienne. I, I would prefer that too. I, I would not. If I had Diggs, I would. There's no way I would. Here's another good one. Even ETN. He's, he's, he's been bad. And ETN, and I get back. For the season, though. I get back. Fielder has had some good games. Here's a good one. Uh, no Toast way. said, is Zay Flowers a buy low in fantasy right now? Well, well he just had his best. just scored two touchdowns. He just had his no. best game of the year. Yeah, but he, I think he had, was. he had, yes, because of the touchdowns, but he had way more targets. Like, yeah. he could have showed a lot more. Yeah, it's, but still, you know. Are you buying you're, you're Zay? Would you, would you want to buy Zay? But two touchdowns. That makes him a sell high more than a buy low. I agree with that. I, I to answer the question, Toast, I wouldn't mind buying Zay depending on the price, just because without Mark Andrews there, he's going to be targeted a lot more. They yeah. need a dynamic weapon. Odell's not going to be it. Rashad Bateman's not going to be it. Zay Odell's is the guy been that they draft, a lot he's better. been playing a lot better. But Zay's the guy they like. They want Zay to be the guy. They drafted him, right? My backup yeah. point guard, of course, Seamus Plug. Um, I would sell. I would sell him. I would sell. If I, I think I would sell too. I, I, I don't mind him, but I think... I, I would, too, because that might have been the best game of his season. Yeah, just scoring the two touchdowns. Like, that's huge for him. We've seen him all year. Like, and other all people will just look at that. You know, that's all they look at. And, yeah. like, look, he's been a feature guy all year. Like, they uh, outside of Mark Andrews, obviously. Yeah, but they, up until last week, no games with 80 yards and but, one touchdown. But that's where I was getting at. They yeah. pepper him with targets, but he's not converting that into lots of yards. Yeah. He's not turning that into big fantasy performances. Mm. So... Just because Mark Andrews is out, he's going to get more targets. Now, it's it's. I don't think he's going to translate to more yards. It hasn't all year. I've seen some questions. Until last week, he was Sky Moore with a little bit of upside. Yep. Does Sky Moore do anything except catch screen passes? They I don't know, man. Screen more. I mean, look, if you're a receiver wearing the number 24, you got you issues. That's a good point. They don't think about the advanced analytics. Yep. There's. I saw a few questions about Jaden Reed in fantasy. Um, let's go into Green Bay because I think Green Bay's offense has been getting hot. Jordan Love was currently the QB5 this week. He, oh, and nice. since week 10, he's had seven touchdowns to two INTs, 62.5% completion percentage. QB6 since week nine. Wow. So what are we making of Jordan Love moving forward? Is he someone you'd start off the wire? Not this week against Kansas City, but you know the schedule gets a little bit easier after that. You know There are some spots. 
if you lost Joe Burrow, he's mm. somebody you can stream, I think. Facts. He's, he's playing better. Yeah, he's a streamer. What about, let's talk Christian Watson. Christian Watson, wide receiver 13 this week. He scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. He had a season-high five receptions and season-high 94 receiving yards. I think he's more of a boomer bust type of guy, but what are your thoughts on Christian Watson? He's just got to stay healthy. And if he yeah. does, he's going to keep getting in the end zone. It's like Romeo Dobbs is getting shoved out, and right now it's Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. But the problem with Jaden Reed is he's touchdown dependent. Yes. He scored from scrimmage in his last three games, but the yardage numbers haven't been great. Right, right. The thing with Christian Watson, we saw it last year. Like, when he turned it on, he turned it on. Mm. And so I think it's a lot due to health, like like Scott said. So if he's healthy, then, yeah, you like what you got. From I think naturally, like... I want to see. Guy, man. I want to see one more week from Christian Watson. But going back to the Calvin Ridley argument, the offense is playing better. Christian Watson and Jaden Reed are the biggest benefactors of that offense playing well. So I think you're going to see a lot more of them two moving forward than Romeo Dobbs. Let's see what they do against Kansas City this week. So oh, you got to look at ability. That'd be very telling. You got to look at ability. I mean, Christian Watson is so gifted. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he popped off at the end of last year. Obviously, he had Aaron Rodgers, but he also had like nine touchdowns over seven weeks or some crazy. Yeah, he scored number. three against Dallas last year, yeah. I think. But he is he's extremely talented, and when you just look at a guy's build like that, it's just a matter of putting it all together. He's done it before. We've seen him produce. Mm. And so when he's healthy, like I think you can rely on that. You look at Jaden Reed, he's exemplary a lot of rookies. This is the point of the season where you know rookies take time, and they start to come on. It's like I've been on Jalen Hyatt since the summer. And he's the first time since he came on. Summer. And, you know, that's that facts. You were super scouting high. Com- comparisons to – for those who've been watching the NFL for a long time, to Deshaun Jackson. Mm. And DeVito is actually playing decent. Decent. Jalen Hyatt might be able to help you out for the final few weeks. I will tremendous get tremendous separation oh. here and downfield downfield abilities. Mm. No, credit because he did. He said it in week three. He did. He talked about Jalen Hyatt early. We said we we came into week one and week two. We said, okay, Puka Nakua was a guy we called, yada yada. Who is someone moving forward? That you are looking to add, and we were like 12 weeks ahead of the curve. Nah, this dude, Scott, is, week is actually built so different. Actually, I'm the second greatest fantasy manager of all time because Scott's one. But actually, I'll speaking of... the greatest fantasy manager, I'm a very good advisor. That's Well, that's why I'm so good. It's because mm. I always come to Scott. Uh, but Scott, on that same note, talking about rookie receivers and them taking a while to come on, let's talk about JSN. Wait, before we do it, can we finish the Jaden Reed one? Because yes. someone asked about Jaden Reed. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Jaden Reed scored a touchdown in three straight. At least four receptions, 50 scrimmage yards. Wide receiver 11 since week 10. Mm. Jaden Reed, what are you doing with Jaden Reed right now? Is he, He's someone that definitely should not be on the waiver wire. We agree on that, yes? Right. Yeah. When you look at my, I do my waiver wire article every week on thegameday.com. Mm. It's up right now. Go to NFL. Go check it go out. To fantasy tips. Go to waiver wire. Or you can go to our fantasy page. Jaden Reed's like my number one wide receiver to pick up right now. Oh, are you yeah. start if you do get Jaden Reed? Let me ask you this question. question: Are you do you feel comfortable starting him moving forward? Obviously, it depends he's who a, else you he's have. A streamer, but. I don't. Kansas City scares me this week. Yeah, there was some guy. And here's another lesson: Like I actually got questions last week. Should I bench Tyree Hill facing the Jets? Hmm. Should I bench Keenan Allen facing Baltimore? Never. When you're talking about superstars, you never bench your superstars sure. because they become superstars because they can overcome these. Really tough matchups. Fact. And the defense doesn't always win the matchup. No, sir. When you look at like a guy like Jaden Reed, and then it's a tough matchup, then you want to bench him. Agreed. I don't mind. The definition of a superstar. I don't mind if you need to play him. 
personally, because I do – Kansas City's defense has been incredible. But Jaden Reed, what he's shown us is that he can be super dynamic in multiple ways, whether it's a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown. So, obviously, there are probably better options out the there. But Jaden Reed is – there, though, and you're counting on him to get – You're touchdown zone. dependent. I agree. But so is yeah. Christian Watson, in my opinion, because le- this week was the I, only I game like, that he had receiving I don't like receiving the matchup yards. for them this week. The over-under that game is 42 and a half. Mm. So, I don't think it's going to be high scoring either. You got a JSN question. Well, yeah. I mean, I think – as a Seahawks fan, mm. yeah. and talking about rookie receivers taking a while to come and on. And a guy who has over a 1,000 pieces of Seahawks merch. That's yeah. facts. Didn't even consider that. Mm. It's analytics. JSN, I, I've been seeing some some bad uh, statistics. I think his dot average depth of target is like all-time low mm. for a first round. For like anybody drafting the first three rounds, whatever. Like a bunch of statistics saying that like this guy's a bust, right? Now, I don't know I don't if you think can anybody go just watched him, especially saw that catch last The week. catch was he's nice. Calling him a bust. Okay. So, that that, but that's why I'm asking. Because yeah. I am. You. That's why he's asking. That's you. why I'm asking you because I am a manager. I am a manager of. <laughs> he thinks I'm trying to shit on the team. No, I am a manager of JSN Dynasty. I like JSN. I drafted him sixth overall my rookie my rookie draft. Okay. I like JSN. I like him long term, but I have been seeing this in the Dynasty community. Mm, okay. Good now, now, redraft, like. Uh, obviously, like, he is what he is. You you, you might stream him if, if you have to. Uh, but I just want to hear your thoughts on JSN. Buy Lalo if you can in Dynasty. You know, I, I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do at quarterback. I don't know if Geno's going to be the quarterback next year or not. But, you know, JSN, his rookie year, you're looking lo- you're asking me long term. Okay? Sure. He's not Jalen Tolbert. You know, it's, it's you know. He's taking it's, shots. He's, 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 taking, looking, he's taking small shots at the Cowboys right now. He, he's looking. Jalen Tolbert. He's playing behind Tyrell Lockett and DK Metcalf. When you can learn from those guys, Tyrell, it's like a chain. Veterans always learn from, they take younger guys under their wing. Doug Baldwin, who is very great and underrated. Facts. He, he, he took Tyler Lockett under his wing. He did. Tyler Lockett took DK Metcalf under his wing. Mm-hmm. He's taken JSN under his wing. Mm. When JSN, the talent is there, mm. and he's learning from those a guy like Tyler Lockett and also DK Metcalf, and he's playing in that environment, he's a buy low in dynasty. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, was this a dynasty question or was this for rest of season? Because I think both. So dynasty, that's 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 good to dynasty hear. Dynasty is buy low. Rest of season, he's a he's a streamer. He's a streamer. Who the match well, is. are you happy with streaming him on a on a? Would you rather stream Jaden Reed or JSN? Jaden Reed? Yeah. He's getting in the end zone. Yeah. I think JSN... I I think JSN's playing pretty well, but it's not translating fantasy. Well, also, he's playing... There's two other wide receivers there. Like, they didn't draft JSN to come in and be the guy now. They just... Tyler Lockett's on his way out. He's older. Is Remember this next summer. People overreact to training camp clips, especially from rookies and young players, and saying... You know, this guy's going to be fantastic. Look what he's doing in training camp. Mm. And that very often doesn't pan out when the regular season starts. We were Jamar watching, Chase. We were watching James Cook. People like, he's going to be a feature back. Look how great he's well, looking Well, now he is camp. with Joe Brady. He's not really a feature back. He's Joe got, Brady? what has yeah. he got, three touchdowns total? Yeah, yeah right. but he's looked better with I mean, Joe remember Brady. Jamar Chase in the preseason. Dropping Look at that. Dude, that was when I had my startup draft in my in my dynasty league, but he was falling round after round after round. Imagine having drafted Jamar Chase in like the tenth round or whatever. I think just to answer the JSN from the perspective of a non Seahawks fan, naturally 
you would want to have him in Dynasty because I think they drafted him knowing that Tyler Lockett is on his way out eventually. Obviously, this is not a slander Tyler Lockett moment. This is a very much appreciative moment of Tyler Lockett. But I think naturally JSN is like the younger guy they're coming in. There's three wide yeah. receivers there. So I think you got to be patient with JSN and Dynasty. Doesn't he have a drop issue too, I, th- I think? JSN? No. Yeah. Doesn't he have a little no, no drop issue this year? No. And as far as being by the receiver, my, my, my allegiance never has ever Factored into my fantasy. Let's fucking go, Scott. Never. You're a dog. Hall of Famer. Um, Oof. Pomeranian. <laughs> Alex said, who are the best buy lows? I, I wanted to get to this question. I think a lot of people, obviously, on the screen, we have submit your trade questions. As a reminder, this is the Week 12 Fantasy Recaps episode. However, a lot of trade deadlines are coming tomorrow. On the ESPN Standard one, it's November 29th. I know some people have moved to Thursday. Obviously, Thursdays, we do our buy lows and sell highs. So we're trying to answer some fantasy questions, trying to help you make the right decisions ahead of the deadline, making a playoff push. We're here with Scotty the King, Fantasy the Football King. Hall of Famer next to Matthew <coughs> Barry. Definitely look him up on Twitter. Definitely look him up on thegameday.com if you want any other advice and articles to read. But, Scott, who are some of your favorite buy lows right now ahead of the deadline? Before I say that, though, I just throw names out there. Sometimes it might not be the right fit. Just go after it's a good point. Guy. It's a good point. But, Fit's important. You know, I think it's a good time to buy on Lamar Jackson. The passing stats are down a little bit, but the rushing is always going to be mm. there. I think maybe you take a crack on Austin Eckler. I know <clears> the numbers aren't been there. People are like, is he washed? You know, well, because people that, saw that video of him running slowly against the Packers. I think that's a big one too. I, I think he bounces back. It's kind of like a Tony yeah. Pollard thing. Like you, you know, he's better. So agreed. If if I have to take a shot, if I want to. Take a shot to get in the playoffs and maybe get a guy that could be a number one running back for the rest of the way. I might take that crack on all. Let me ask play. you a quick question because this is uh, a shame. Uh, uh, I'm being very selfish here. I have Tyreek and I need a running back and potentially wide receiver. Would you trade Tyreek for Eckler and a Tank Dell? No. In mm. Your team right now, you have Tyreek De- uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Dell. Tyreek Dell's like, crazy. He's Tyree a dog. Dell, like Tank Dell and Tyreek Dell had a kid, right? Uh, Tyreek, if you have Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs, I'm not breaking that up. But I also if don't have running backs. If you break that up, if you break that up, we're going to have a problem. Ooh. You came to me this morning, <laughs> you showed me your team, <laughs> and you said, I want to get rid of one of my quarterbacks because I have Mahomes and, Mur- Mahomes and Murray. I want to fix my running backs. But you also have Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. And who are my you running backs? Not, who are my running backs? I, you do not break that up. If you have that, you do not break but that up. But what if his running backs are garbage? My running backs are Javante Williams all, right now, Aaron the, Jones, Devon Ty- Achan. He has Tank Dell. He has Calvin Ridley. Trade those I don't have. I don't have Tank Dell. I have Ridley. But who's saying? Um, <laughs> all right, don't so who break are some, that up. Who are some of your other buy lows? I'm happy with you if you break that up. I appreciate you caring for me. Who are yeah. some of the, your <laughs> other buy lows? Uh, some, other, some other buy lows? <laughs> you said Lamar. You said Eckler. What about ETN? ETN's been bad. ETN, I think he's going to continue to get in the end zone. So I think that's I agree. Good. That's a good buy low. I think I think there's some people who might actually be down on what Kelsey has done. Mm. Totally agree. So, you know, swinging and it's all about how you sell it. You're like, well, I think uh, this Kelsey's is, getting old. You know, I think this is a good time to bring in a game that I wanted to play, a very quick Let's game. Let's do it, dude. Um, as you mentioned, a player so, I want you to guess the top 12 tight ends in fantasy, PPR, mm-hmm. since week eight. Okay? Since week eight. Can you guess the top 12 tight ends in fantasy before we jump into more trade questions? Trey McBride. Trey McBride. Tight end two. Love it. Dalton Kincaid. Tight end four. Dalton Schultz. Tight end nine. Jake Ferguson. Ooh, we're ripping away. Tight end seven. 
David Njoku. David Njoku. Look at – bro, you came back with vengeance. Tight end six. We're flowing. Uh, that's where I'm – No, you got I'm to sleep. Hey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, tight end 12 since week eight. Pat Fryer move. Wait, so you just oh, mentioned buying – You mentioned buying Travis Kelsey. Show them this video. Travis Kelsey, tight end 12 since week eight. Well, you don't want him. I'll take him, right? Pat Fryer move, definitely not there. I thought the one week just might pay him. Nope, nope. The, the person, Travis Kelsey has the least amount of points since week eight, and it's 46.7. Oh, TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is tight end one since week eight, 90.6. So right now you need, you need five. Laporta. Sam Laporta, tight end 10, 52.2 fantasy points, PPR. Come yeah, on. Jack Stoll is not going to be running back. Uh, Who? <laughs> when Goddard went down, some people need to pick up What Jackson. the fuck? Oh, no. no. Uh, One you should get. Here we go. Come on. Logan Thomas. Not there. Played in the game last night. Easy one. George Kittle. George Kittle is there. Tight end three. 72.3 fantasy points since week eight. <sighs> Come on. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Tight end five. 67.3 fantasy points. I believe. I believe you only need one more. Yeah. So I think you've gotten, you got it in Joku. Yes. You got mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson. No, you need two more. Two more. Here we go. Here we go. You need tight end eight. And tight end 11. Here not, we go. It's not Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett is definitely not there. Here we go. Top 12 tight ends since week eight. Let's see. Some of these people in these comments probably have these tight ends. What's his name on the Bengals, no? Not there. No. Nope. Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram is not there. Nope. So. Evan Ingram has not been good this year. Not been no, good this year. Come on. I can start giving some hints if we need or we think we could rip this. Hold on, no, no. Here we go. He's Hold cycling no, no, through the teams. Hints, cycling through the teams. Molly Cox. Mo Ali Cox is not there. Kyler <laughs> 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 Granson. Like, not there. Uh, <laughs> not there. Totally not there. Come on. Here we go. You should give a hit. You want a hint? I don't want a hint. I'll give, what if, I'll give Felipe the hint while oh, you're looking wait, left. I got one. Uh-oh, he's wait, got one. Tyler Conklin. Not there. <laughs> <laughs> you were so confident. Oh, I was. You keep looking left, trying to look into the distance. I'll give you one. He's a Swiss. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. There we go. Tight end eight, 55.5, fan, 55.5 fantasy points since we gave. Well, you should have. All right. A lot of platforms. We need one more tight end. He is tight end 11 since week eight. PPR. Did we, Dalton Kincaid? we did say Dalton Kincaid. He is tight end four. Trey McBride, tight end two. Obviously, Trey McBride. Love McBride. Podcast. That's mm. my dog. Come on. I'll throw out a hint. Another hint, okay? <sighs> Dallas Clark replica. See if that one gave it. He plays with no gloves? Who plays with no gloves, Scott? Luke Musgrave. Hey, but good luck. I think he's going through something with his kidneys or something. I hope he's okay. I can't even. That was my, one of my fantasy rider dies. Come on. Come on. No gloves. No gloves. Tape on the hands. Kate Otten. Kate Otten. Tight end 11. 52.1 fantasy points. There you go. Way to be, King. Those are the top 12 name. tight ends in fantasy, PPR, since week eight. Travis Kelsey, tight end 12. That's Has insane. not been good. He's going to climb up, though. Totally. Great spot McBride to will stay. McBride will stay in the top, totally. top three. Hawkinson's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he's been fantastic, but I think if you look at this, this is a really great spot to be able to buy Travis Kelsey. That's Agreed. really the main Agreed. point here, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Um, any other fantasy trade questions? That let's, let's see if we got anything else. Um, I'm curious. Oh, we had a lot of people talking Kincaid. Yeah, what do you what do you make of of Dalton Kincaid rest of season? He obviously had a down game, still had five receptions. What do you make of Dalton Kincaid rest of season? No, te- no, no fantasy player is going to go off every week, especially yeah. the tight end. He's essentially the number two pass catcher. I'm not worried about Dalton Kincaid. I'm not either. I'm not either. We've seen enough from him. 
And like you said, I mean, oh, since what, week nine? That, that list was since week, week nine? eight. Since week eight, why was or tight end four? Mm. Not worried. I want to go into, um, I want to talk about the Baltimore backfield a little bit while we still have uh, people questions rolling in. Obviously, the whole year, it's kind of been Gus Edwards. He's been so touchdown dependent, but he's been a guy that scored so many touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, Justice Hill early on. Keaton Mitchell, undrafted. Mm. This past week, Keaton Mitchell led the backfield in snaps with 33. Mm. Justice, Hill's had, Justice Hill had 20. Gus Edwards had 19. Mitchell had 89 scrimmage yards on nine attempts and only two receptions. Is Keaton Mitchell the bat, you know, the running back that you want in Baltimore? Definitely. Like, definitely. Like, with Gus Edwards, he was getting all those touchdowns. And then this last game, of like, they're putting Justice Hill in near the goal line. He's not even getting all the goal line touches. Keaton Mitchell can score from anywhere on the field anytime he touches the ball. He's a home run he threat. Is so, he's a big, major home run threat. And that offensive line on pro football focus, like their most recent offensive line rankings, they had Baltimore number two, wow. the best in the AFC. That is an explosive kid behind a great offensive line. I am locking them into my flex every week after they come back for the bye. Dude, that's the confidence I live that's for. That crazy. was that delivery was him. insane. I needed to add a defense, and I dropped him this week, knowing that I was hoping that he wouldn't go that off. And now you're in that a position go, to go that off. Hoping that he wouldn't, wouldn't go that go, off. Yeah, because I knew because you have a buy, <laughs> right? So off. This, this is this is the miniature Devin Achan. I like that. Yeah, we made that comparison. We a while did. Back. You made it. You made I it. Did. Credit to you. Yeah, because don't say me because you said it. Thanks, bro. I appreciate of course. it. I think when when you look at Here's what I would say about Keith Mitchell. Go to your waiver wire, especially if you're a team that's like going to be in the playoffs no matter what. He's in the most, because they have a bye this week. So people are not, you have to keep in mind, the way people run with if waiver wires. The, is if he's on the free agent list in your league, then I think he's something bad about your league. No, I think he's going to be available because I don't think people have, because only if you look at the numbers, like he had, he had obviously had those two good weeks and he had two back-to-back back weeks. you have two fantasy players in your league, then Keaton Mitchell is not in the free Well, considering I had Keaton Mitchell and then I dropped him, and I consider myself the reason that I dropped him because I needed a defense and a must-win week. Don't listen to him, all right? Your league's pretty damn good. Keaton Mitchell, if you Keaton need to pick Mitchell someone up off the waiver wire, go scroll down to where it says bye. Go all the way down. People are going to forget because they're not seeing him, see his projected Facts. points. Go add Keaton Mitchell for your fantasy championship yep. run. I think Keaton Mitchell, as you just said, is someone that could win you Keaton your Mitchell league will not be and be in the flex. In four, or five, in four or five leagues. All right, negative Nancy, bro. No, I'm just realistic, Ron. Negative Nancy. Um, sexy Scott. Sexy Scott. Realistic, Ron. Here's a good question before we begin <laughs> signing off, as I want to take a few more. What do you make of Jamar Chase? Are you bumping him down? Is he still a low? Is he a low end wide receiver one? Will he stay a wide receiver one? What, low what do you wide, mean? wide receiver one. You know, as, yeah. as Browning gets more comfortable, that's the guy. He's like he was targeting him a ton. You know, he's still gonna get his his bump. He'll do. He does what he does with with his targets, right? Like he's talk about efficiency. I mean, I, he's a game breaker. Jamar Chase is a game breaker. Obviously, you would love. He's it's way different than having him with Joe Burrow, but you're still starting him every single week. I think yeah, low end wide receiver one makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes, like, here's my thought with Jamar, though, because I think the name is also what's keeping you in it, but they, they just look so fucking bad, and you don't have T. Higgins well, there. So still got the points, No, I, I agree with you, and I think he's, he's still Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins is not there, so I am still expecting him to have a potential blow-up week, but if T. comes back, I just don't, I don't, I think he's going to be a low-end wide receiver one, and I think no matter what, you're not trading him. You're probably not going to be able to trade for him because he's still been performing. I just, the, my, 
my trust in Jamar Chase being Jamar Chase for where you drafted him is definitely a bit worrisome. That's why I think you can't trade for him. You think you could trade for Jamar Chase right now? Yeah, because people are worried about him. Agreed. Fair he's enough. A, I think he's a buy-low. We'll go through one more, find one more trade question before we begin signing off. Um, this guy, Ashton, said he's stuck. Sorry you're stuck. I sent a trade, Justin Jefferson, D-Hop, and Aaron Jones for A.J. Brown. Jettis, D-Hop, and Aaron Jones for A.J. Brown. Which side do you prefer? The first. I, I would rather keep Justin Jefferson, who's coming back yep. in two weeks. Who could be like A.J. Brown. Yeah. 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 Wait the two weeks for him to come back. I think you're going to regret doing that trade. Totally. I, yeah. I totally Although agree with Aaron that. Jones has been hurt. Mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's almost like, okay, you got to put context behind it. Can you wait two weeks? Do you have exactly. to make the playoffs? On straight value, I don't like it because once Brown comes back, well, Jefferson comes back, they'll be like, man, I gave two other, two other players too. But like, if you're 6-6 six and six right now and you have to make the playoffs, you want Brown now. Facts. Totally. I agree with that. Well, hey, this was fun. I think we answered oh, yeah, a lot man. of trade questions. If you're new here, if you're from the For You page, this is the Caps Off Podcast. If you like fantasy episodes, we release our episodes, our audio on YouTube everywhere. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we also have our cafeteria episode where we do a lot of power rankings and games that will come out tomorrow. Friday is our predictions episode where we're predicting the entire slate. If you want to bet on any of the action, make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions or the link in our bio. We got some amazing offers if you're coming from TikTok or Instagram. Yep, yep. And then also on Sunday, we do a watch along. I think we're going to do a watch along for the Eagles uh, 49ers game, which is a big one. I don't think we'll do the one o'clock slate. It's a, it's a possible possibility. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And but for the pregame, I'll be on with you guys before and one the king will come. fantasy questions. Yes, the, yeah. king, the king will definitely be there. And then, also, I, if you're just tuning in, this was Scotty the King, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. Scotty, thanks for coming back on, bro. Thank you for having me. Always Of course. It. You got to get oh, us yeah. one of those hats, though. That's like the prerequisite. No, we're to gonna get, you got to give me $35, then. I'll give you $34.99 yeah. and a spit handshake or something. All right. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, that was fun. Thank you, uh, obviously, all for all the questions. If you have any more questions, make sure to go follow us, DM us on TikTok, or you can go follow any one of us on Twitter, the yep. Felipe Fontes, Scotty the King, TGD Tabs, I think my Twitter name is. So tweet any one of us fantasy questions. We'll be sure to answer them. Yep. And as we sign off on every fantasy episode, we do it with one specific way. Felipe, what's your words of wisdom for this Tuesday? Follow Scotty the King on Twitter. Follow Scotty the King on Twitter. And what's your Twitter again, Scotty? How do you spell it? Scott E the King. Scott and, E. Uh, and just remember, who's got your back? I got, I got your, your back. back. Who's got, got your back? back. I, got I got your back. back. We'll got see you tomorrow for our cafeteria Sway. episode. Sway. Sway. L-O-B. Sway. 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 <laughs>